Welcome to another episode of the Caribbean Currency Podcast, where we combine Caribbean culture with financial literacy. And we got a special guest today in the building. Not even just a special guest, you know what I mean? Like a real mythical figure, you know what I mean? Like I remember when I was a youth man. I mean, I don't already know him just from being in the projects and being able to grow up around him, but I just to hear other people's stories about him. And it just be so grandiose and so mythical filled with truth and you know storytelling and our like our like um you know our 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 zeus you know what i mean like however you tell a story you know what i mean it is what it is i couldn't wait to tell the story when i was going to school you know what i mean so without further ado introducing to you rabbi cat smiles legendary legendary before we even dive into anything big bro like Kiat, how you, I never asked you once, how, who give you that name, how you get a name, why you get a name, Kiat? This, I mean, the streets. Right. Like, it only had two Kiat. Right. Super Kiat. Mm-hmm. And Rabi Kiat, or just me, Kiat. Right. And it was like more so of like, it wasn't, it was like a way of life. You know, he wasn't loud, obnoxious, smooth, quiet, but serious at the same time. And it kind of came from, being able to, you know, get a lot of girls. Oh, that's about to ask. Yeah. The swag. This, yeah. Because when we I call a man like, a cat, no. Yeah, yeah. Is it, we don't even think a super cat. Yeah, no. Like when I call a man a cat, I think yeah. about Robbie and yeah. how clean he was moving. Yeah. You know yes. what I mean? Still yes. to this yes. day, you know what I mean? Still yes. fresh so, all these yeah. years later. So it just became like a lifestyle, but I, I, I learned it off of, guess what, my older siblings then. Right, right. You know, because I was kind of the quieter one and they was more out there. So I just took my time. Yeah. So then now when I jump off the porch, I was T2G. I exactly. was trained to go. Right, right. Because you know, so. they don't they don't lay the foundation for you. They yes. don't show you what yeah. things, yeah. how, how, how you told to move, what's yeah, expected of dress you. And, like, exactly. yes, yes. How much so the standard is? Right. Uh, how much siblings you had? Uh, well, on my father's side, he gets 17 kids. <laughs> my mother got six. Right. Right. So, you know, right. I got, um, that I grew up close around mm-hmm. was more so at my mother's side. Right. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, you know, my father got a lot of kids all over the place. Yeah. Right? You know, we kind of, but the smiles and like, you know, it's actually like a Rojas bloodline. Right. It's a Spanish bloodline I'm mixed with Puerto Rican and mm-hmm. black. Right. So then now I kind of identify as black, right. but a lot of my traits and behavior and yeah. temperament is that of a Puerto Rican. Of a Puerto Rican. Uh, you know, know. So, yeah. Right. So sure. so how them all the years was, knowing that, you know, these 17 siblings, these older brothers, you're one of the youngest? Yeah. I am the youngest. You is the youngest. On I mean, both sides or on your mother's side? On both sides. Right, right. right. And then now, like, with, like, in all the years, all of us grew up playing baseball. Right. Any sport, you know, we used to go down on the beach, fish, go on the end of the airport and the dock fish, mm-hmm. go catch crab, catch climb mango trees. We, you know, kind of raised up doing everything. Yeah. Right. We tough and rough already. Right. Before anything happened. Right. Before, you know, the, yeah. the next level shit, we already done grew up rough. Yeah. Right. So, you know, like, you know, for me, my grandfather named me Roberto. Right. After Roberto Cremente. Mm-hmm. Right. So he don't have that vision for you. Yeah, I mean, and, like, and he, my grandfather was paralyzed at the time. Okay. Right. And I could, you know, date back to, I became a Yankee fan off of him mm. because he's in the living room on the couch, mm. paralyzed watching the game. Back then, ain't got no cable, it's only ABC and CBS. So 
whatever kind of top sport, whether it be basketball or, right. you know, it'll show. And I became a Yankee fan mm -hmm. and I became a baseball player, not just a Yankee fan. The difference is the vision start to grow for me is when I sitting down with my grandfather and seeing them on TV. Mm. Right. I want, I go in on TV too. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, you know, for me, I want to go on TV. So I'm going downstairs. Mm. No one never taught me the game of baseball. Mm. Right. I taught myself by playing against my older brothers. Yeah. But then mastering my skills. Because when they left, because they're older, they're two, three years older than me. They don't have no time to spend with me like mm, that. Right. So I got to be by myself. Yeah. I took, you know, the wall. And right. I go pitch against the wall, mm -hmm. throw the ball high. If it bounces high, like you, you mimic, like you're playing in the outfield, you throw it low. It's like the infield. Or I use my curve ball. Right. And I could hear my grandfather upstairs because he's Spanish, right. barely speak English. Ravi. Stop throwing the ball against the wall because he gonna got pain. <laughs> he got pain the whole <laughs> side of the building, you know. So it's like uh, so tennis ball, the, right? Yeah, tennis, tennis ball, ball, spongy ball, yeah, any, yeah, kind yeah. Of ball. any kind of ball, any kind of ball, <laughs> right? 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 So yeah, so I could remember like after that, right? My partner, Bull Red, Andres Francois, mm -hmm. like a year older than me, he was already playing in little league, and he tell me that, that that's my first best friend. He want me to come play. I like, there we go. I would have played street ball all the time. Right. So I never played organized ball before because nine years old now, they got La Leche, they got six to eight. Mm -hmm. yeah. Back then it was just nine to 12. So right. you had to wait until you, have you to wait until nine. So my first game was Sam Daly, a, leg hey. a legendary coach. Yeah, man. That was my coach. That was my yeah. coach too. So, he, I, he, I played baseball for Lily for one season and I went to Bunt. He was it. I went to butt right, and my stupid self hold and hold my whole hand. What? Bust up my fingernail, my fingernail pop off. I had to say, scream, and I looked at the girl for my mother. I was like, mommy, come for me. This game ain't for me. I go play basketball. Let's say it. When Sam wanted bonsang, I never got him. I stay right in the bench, because I ass. Yeah. I say, here we go. And listen, if Sam Bailey wasn't your coach, because I grew up with brothers and Sam was their coach. And I remember being there practice. If Sam wasn't your coach, you weren't no baseball player. Sam produced a lot of professional baseball players, namely me being the first. Because like the story goes back to where I just left that. So the first, my first game in Little League, nine years old, Sam, I think it was his first year as a coach because he used to be Karu from down in the in the West. Mm -hmm. So Sam's first year is my first year. So Sam gonna go off the like the list of people who's 12 years old, 11 years old. So I ride in the bench, you know. Yeah. I get a big afro, you know, one of them big ones, it turned orange from the sun. Right. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> back right. in the days, yeah. the yeah. 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 So we losing nine nothing. You know who's the pitcher in the mound? You know, Rob Mab, Robert Gray? No, me you no. Know Rob okay, well he from St. Thomas, so a lot of people know him as well. He and the mong. So Sam tell me, go ahead and take the last at bat. Two outs, you know. Mm -hmm. I go up to the plate. And, and you're nine like, years old. And, and I'm quiet. Yeah. Like, you know, it was like something that I think back and I don't forget because it's outside of my normal personality. Yeah, right. Yeah. You check? So then I walk up to the plate and I tell Froggy, time out. Mm -hmm. And dig in mm -hmm. and then do so and point to the pitcher, right? And do so. <laughs> point to the fence. <laughs> because we losing nine nothing. Yeah, you going, you going I, yard. I I I've been doing this head down in the West. Oh, yeah. yeah, stick ball already. Yeah, I done right. trained to go already. Yeah. As soon as he lose that power, a home run one time, one time, and the newspaper captured that. Yes. Right. So from that day, I knew I could have dominated the game yes. of baseball. Right. And I did it. You know. Okay. Well, I'll I'll take you to 
you know, Piney Woods. You know, I did that also as well, where I, just before I signed professionally, I'm in ninth grade, right? And I just, you know, gone out and gone out on the mound mm-hmm. with no plan, you know, just say, you know, hey, just whistle to the team. Hey, sit down, turn around, take off your glove. Turn your back and I strike out the whole side. So, so One let, time. just, just, yeah. just, for, just, just some real, yeah. real baby. Let me tell you. Yeah. So, you take the moan. This, yeah. Because when we I call mean, a man like, a cat, no. Yeah, yeah. Is it, we don't even think a super cat. Yeah, no. Like, when I call a man a cat, I think yeah. about Robbie and how clean he was moving. Yeah. You know yes. what I mean? Still yes. to this yes. day, you know what I mean? Still yes. fresh so, all these yeah. years later. So, it just became like a lifestyle, but I, I, I learned it off of, guess what? My, Older siblings then. Right, right. You know, because I was kind of the quieter one and they was more out there. So I just took my time. Yeah. So then now when I jump off the porch, I was T to G. I exactly. was trained to go. Right, right. Because you know, so. they don't they don't lay a foundation for you. They yes. don't show you what yeah. it is. Yeah, how, how, how you talk to move, what's yeah, expected of dress you. And, exactly. Yes, yes. How much so the standard is. Right. Uh, how much siblings you had? Uh, well, on my father's side, he gets 17 kids. <laughs> my mother got six. Right, right. So, you know, right. um, that I grew up close around mm-hmm. was more so at my mother's side. Right. Mm-hmm. Then you, know, you know, my father get a lot of kids all over the place. Yeah. Right? You know, we kind of, but the smiles and like you know, it's actually like a Rojas bloodline. Right. It's a Spanish bloodline I'm mixed with Puerto Rican and mm-hmm. black. Right. So then now I kind of identify as black right but a lot of my traits and behavior and yeah. temperament is that of a puerto rican of a puerto rican uh, you know yeah. so yeah right so sure. so how them all the years was knowing that you know these 17 siblings these older brothers you're one of the youngest yeah i am the youngest you is the youngest on I mean, both sides or on your mother's side on both sides right right, right. and then now like with like in all the years all of us grew up playing baseball right any sport you know we used to Go down on the beach, fish, go on under the airport and the dock fish, mm-hmm. go catch crab, catch climb mango tree. We, you know, kind of raised up doing everything. Yeah. Right. We tough and rough already. Right. Before anything happened. Right. Before, you know, the, yeah. the next level shit, we already done grew up rough. Yeah. Right. So, you know, like, you know, for me, my grandfather named me Robo- Roberto. Right. After Roberto Cremente. Mm-hmm. Right. So he don't have that vision for you. Yeah, I mean, and, like, he, and he, my grandfather was paralyzed at the time. Okay. Right. And I could, you know, date back to, I became a Yankee fan off of him mm. because he's in the living room on the couch, mm. paralyzed watching the game. Back then, ain't got no cable, it's only ABC and CBS, so whatever kind of top sport, whether it be basketball or, right. you know, they'll show. And I became a Yankee fan mm. and I became a baseball player, not just a Yankee fan. The difference is the vision start to grow for me is when I sitting down with my grandfather and seeing them on TV. Mm. Right. I want, I go in on TV too. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, you know, for me, I want to go on TV. So I'm going downstairs. Mm. No one never taught me the game of baseball. Mm. Right. I taught myself by playing against my older brothers. Yeah. But then mastering my skills. Because when they left, because they're older, they're two, three years older than me. They don't have no time to spend with me like mm, that. Right. So I got to be by myself. Yeah. I took, you know, the wall and right. I go pitch against the wall, mm-hmm. throw the ball high. If it bounces high, like you, you mimic, like you're playing in the outfield, you throw it low. It's like the infield or I use my curve ball. Right. And I could hear my grandfather upstairs because he's Spanish, right. barely speak English. Ravi, 
stop throwing the ball against the wall because he can got pain. <laughs> he got pain the whole <laughs> side wide, of the yeah, building, yeah. you know. So it's like uh, so tennis ball, right? Yeah, tennis ball, spongy ball, any kind of ball, any kind of ball, right? So yeah, so I could remember like after that, right? My partner, Bull Red, Andre Francois, mm-hmm. like a year older than me, he was already playing in Little League. And he tell me, that, that, that's my first best friend. He want me to come play. I like, there we go. I would have played street ball all the time. Right. So I never played organized ball before because nine years old now, they got La Leche, they got six to eight. Yeah. Back then it was just nine to 12. So right. you had to wait until you, you wait were nine. nine. So my first game was Sam Daly. Uh, hey, leg- hey. A legendary coach. Yeah, man. That was my coach. That was my yeah. coach too. So, he, I, he, I played baseball for Lily for one season and I went to Butt. He was there. I went to Butt, right? And my stupid self hold the whole, my whole hand. Bust up, bust up your what? Bust up my fingernail, my fingernail <laughs> pop up. I had the same scream and I looked at the girl for my mother. <laughs> I was like, mommy, come for me. This game ain't for me. Yo, I go play basketball. Hey, Listen, it. When Sam wanted Bonsang, I never <laughs> got him. I stay right in the bench because I was like, ass. Yeah. I say, here we go. <laughs> and listen, if, if Sam Bailey wasn't your coach, because I grew up with brothers and yes. Sam was their coach. Yeah, and right, I yes. remember being I there Bonelli. in practice. If Sam wasn't your coach, you mm-hmm. weren't no baseball no, you're, you're, player. Exactly. exactly. Sam, Sam produced a lot of professional baseball players, yeah. namely me being the first. Yeah, because right. like the story goes back to what I just left at. So the first, my first game in Little League, nine years old. There, Sam, I think it was his first year as a coach mm-hmm. because he used to be Karu from down in the in the, in the West. Mm-hmm. So Sam's first year is my first year. So Sam gonna go off the, like the list of people who was 12 years old, 11 years old. So I ride in the bench, you know. Yeah. I get a big afro, you know, one of them big one, it turn orange from the sun, so, right. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> back right. in the days, yeah. the yeah. Yeah. outfit. So we losing nine nothing. You know who's the pitcher in the mound? You know, Rob Mab? Robert Gray? No, me you no. Know, okay, well, he's from St. Thomas, so a lot of people know him as well. He and the monk. So Sam tell me, go ahead and take the last at bat. Two outs, you know. Mm-hmm. I go up to the plate. And, and you're nine like, years old. And I'm quiet. Yeah. Like, you know, it was like something that I think back and I don't forget because it's outside of my normal personality. Yeah, right. Yeah. You check? So then I walk up to the plate and I tell Froggy, time out. Mm-hmm. And dig in mm-hmm. and then do so and point to the pitcher, right, and do so. <laughs> Point to the fence. <laughs> because we losing nine nothing. Yeah, you going you going yard. I I I've been doing this set down in the West oh, yeah. Yeah. stick ball already. Yeah, I right. done trained to go already. Yeah. As soon as he lose that ball, a home run one time, one time. And the newspaper captured that. Yes. Right. So from that day I knew I could have dominated the game yes. of baseball. Right. And I did it, you know. Okay, well I'll I'll take you to you know Piney Woods. You know, I did that also as well where I just before I signed professionally, I'm in ninth grade, right? And I just, you know, gone out and gone out on the mound mm-hmm. with no plan, you know. Just say, you know, hey, just whistle to the team, hey, sit down, turn around, take off your glove, turn your back, and I strike out the whole side. So, so let, just, just, yeah. just, 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 just a real, real baby. Let stuff. me yeah. So you take the mound, right? You play, you playing pitcher. That was yeah. your, your position. This was just you before play I signed, yeah. before yeah. you went professional. Yeah. You took the mound and tell your teammates as on the field, ah, you sit down, turn around, and take off your glove. So <laughs> you that confident that this man ain't gonna hit that ball? No, no, because it's not just confident; it's mm. overconfident. Because go. guess what gonna happen? Instinctively, you as a position player, right? You're gonna sit down and turn your back, mm-hmm. right, and do all of that. 
But if somebody boat up and hit king, yeah. you're gonna fly up off the ground. Yeah. So what I got to do mm. is to make sure nobody don't smell none, none of the bottles. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> ain't no boating up, ain't, ain't no, no foul ain't ball, no foul, ain't, ain't nothing. Three up, three down. Yes, sir. That intimidating to the batter as well. Yes, but when of he course. see that, that's mind games. Right, it's mind games. Yeah. Yes. And I, I mean, and then now the killer is just after the while, I, you know, mm -hmm. taught myself different pitches. Mm -hmm. I could throw a fastball from here. Mm -hmm. Hair, right? You know, you know, different arm angles. Yeah, twelve to six. Right. I mean, twelve to six. Right. Right. Oh, and I could throw a curve ball with the same speed. Right. From twelve to six. So then now, when I crank up, you really don't. You got like a millimeter of a second because you're coming. My curve ball is coming at ninety-three miles yes, an hour. Sir. Right. In nine grade. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And wow. that's most people fast balls. Yeah, exactly. That's most people, like, just for the audience, if you ain't a baseball right. fan, fast balls is 90-something right. miles an hour. Curve balls, the ball will curve a little bit, so it's going to come a little slower around 80-something. His curve ball yeah. was exactly. 93 miles right. an hour. And then, no, like, I, like, take, for instance, when I first went to Piney Woods. I mean, I've been dominated. Piney it, Woods? What, what Piney Woods? Mississippi. In, in Mississippi? So how like, you get to Mississippi? When, when? That, I don't need to okay. give you the story. No, it was like, I've been dominating in the islands locally. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like I started from... Nine years old now. I'm at sixteen years old. Mm -hmm. When the Piney Woods decision came up, and I had a partner, Clarence White Plow. They already up there. I know Plow. They up there, Kerry and all of them guys mm -hmm. up there already playing basketball solo. Uh, Let me interrupt you for a second. How you and Plow maintain are you youth? Carl, uh, you and Plow look. I don't age. <laughs> I see Plow the other day, you know, and I like. Oh, I, I went out under 20, like in 2002, and I, you, me, you, coming by the track. You know what I mean? And yeah. I, like, I see Plow the other day, I was like, Plow, like, you age? Like, what happened? Hmm. I mean, man, it'll be a thing for me and thing like that. I don't really try to let shit bother me too right. much. The stress. Yeah, you know, right. especially coming from the situation that I come in, there's yeah. anything right. out there in real life could bother me, and it didn't bother me yeah, inside. Exactly. So, you know, right. like, it's, yeah, it's expected. You're going to be emotional, yeah. but do you carry it on forever? Yeah. Right. No, you you say what you say, you do what you got to do, and then you, you know, on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. right. But, you know, so anyway, um, pine wood, yeah. yeah. So I'm dominating, and I just reached ninth grade, you know, September. December come around, and plow, call me. Landline ain't got no cell phone back then, and he say, Robbie. I telling my coach I get a partner 16 years old who don't throw the ball 95 miles an hour. He don't believe. I want you to come talk to my mother. I always ready to come. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he did all the exams in January. Me and Basso, Elgin Epson, we went up. So as soon as I reached there the night, the, you know, put my uh, luggage in the, um, in the dorm mm -hmm. and took us straight to the gym when they had basketball practice because the coach wanted to see this. So then now it had um, Peter Drago, boss. He was the regular catcher. Right. So he got to catch this. Uh, when I start to lose it, it's like cannon, like pow. The wow. coach smiling. Drago telling Plow, this your partner, you know. You send for him, you know. I ain't catching him, no. You got to catch him. <laughs> and Plow was never really a catcher. He's, yeah. a, he's a anything. Right. But that was never his position. We play any position. But he became a catcher. Mm. So then now the first game, when March came around, the first game, this is ninth grade. The first game I pitched was a no-hitter. Mm -hmm. The second game I pitched was a no-hitter. The third, fourth, and fifth game I pitched was all no-hitters, all the scouts coming to yeah. our, you yeah. know, and we was a blackboard in school. Right. Mm -hmm. So now, it, like, you know, it's like it became like a, a thing in Mississippi where 
the local white folks was kind of picketing about how mm. can you leave a heap of illegal aliens uh, come up here because now all the scouts them coming. Mm. Right. He had one dude named Brad Teague. He was the number one pitcher in Mississippi. Mm. They forgot about him. Mm. When I entered the summer league and I had we had to live with people, he wanted me to mm. come live with him. Yeah, right. So it's like, you know, so then now it, it like, it was, it was such like a, a experience because like, like I say, all of us was from St. Thomas. So it was like easy playing around a lot of people that you knew. Right. So then now the decision for me came at the end of the summer mm-hmm. when, when the scouts them tell me, you don't need to finish school. You ready right now. Right. I'm in ninth grade. So right. hey, pick up the phone, call my mother. Uh, what do you think? My mother is like, this been your dream from time you were small. Right. Right. So if whatever you want to do, whatever your decision is, I, I gonna support you. So my vision was always to go to the major leagues. Yeah. But the, the thing is around that time in ninth grade, before I was destined in eighth grade, seventh grade, seventh grade, I was destined for the majors. Right. Without any doubt. Right. Right. But what it is happened in September, my brother, Sibo, he didn't know not what the, the snowfall. Yeah. That series. Yeah. It was back in the early, in the Right. And he went on a run to New York mm-hmm. and got introduced to that. Right. And brought it back. Right. Mm-hmm. And it started the hustle. So then now I'm in high school. Right. I leave in 12 o'clock to go lunch and I seen all of this money and all of right. this here. And I drive in all his bad cars. So you're, you're, this is your older brother. Yes. From your mother or your father's side? Father. So you, you, Mitchell you, Swans. I know a lot of people know you to be a ghetto man. Mm-hmm. Parliament, Pearson Garden. If yes. they casually know you, they don't really know it. But, but you actually grew up in the West. In the West, going to In the, in the, in the Yes. Right. And so how you end up in the ghettos through your brother? Through my brother. Because through. from like dating back to when I was in ninth grade. Right. Right. Like he was already there. Right. You know, you don't controlling the situation, right. you know, dealing with everybody properly. So then now, years later, I converted from down in the West is because they had built up a church mm-hmm. right next to our neighborhood, Toph. Right. So it become congested and listen, and I needed right. some place to go hang out at anyone. So I say, I go in, I go and hang out in the ghettos with a Sibo. Normally to be a night, like I said, from back in the days when I was younger, you know, playing ball and things like that. I used to frequent in there. And right. I just end up in there, you know, and right. the rest became history. History. Yeah. Right. So how, like, that yeah. balance of, like, being in sports, knowing that you have that promising career, and then your brother taking off in the street life, making a, you know, I mean, what like you call real fast money. Yeah, and the now money. Mm-hmm. You call it right now. Right not, now. Not tomorrow. Right. And, like, for me, us growing up in the West, we didn't grow up rich. Right. Like some people, you know, that had parents that got this. Me and my brothers didn't. So like for the first time, like, you know, the money now, I could remember when I made the decision to go Piney Woods. See, mm. gave me $1,500 just to keep it going in my pocket. I never had $1,500 in my life. Mm-hmm. So then now when I'm in Piney Woods, right? Right. I thinking about all this action I just leave on the, all this money, money. and right. thing like that, you know. Yeah. I could even remember one time just before going into the playoffs, mm-hmm. right? 
the last game me ain't going, I, I gonna go home, I make up a sham. Mm-hmm. Just to go home, you know, to mm-hmm. go lime a little bit, you know, right. and then come back to Piney Woods is because of the same street life. I, I had just got introduced to the real street life the then. Region, right. The regular rough and tough thing around the edges, that's, that's everybody, everybody that was young. Yeah. You know, but as far as the streets, that's when I got introduced to it. So then now, yeah, I signed professionally out of ninth grade, but my mind was like, you know, the street stole my dreams. Right. Because yeah. I was always intrigued by what it is, what's right. going on right. at the time. So you couldn't it, even focus. No, the, the, the majors and Hall of Fame sound like it. Yeah. In the distance. Yeah, in this, this right. action here. Right. And now. then now you got to understand that. You're the Hall of Famer now. Yes. See, and my brother is responsible for inventing this. So what we did, we just basically put a choke hole on the situation. Mm-hmm. So right. everybody started to fall into place, you know? Uh, you know, like for me, as quiet as I was, I kind of became the security. The security. Mm-hmm. So then now it's like, when I was playing ball, I worried and concerned about them, what going on. Suppose somebody want to test them, man. Yeah. Who going to do this, uh, who going to do that? Mm-hmm. I need, so every time after the season was over, and they, they got to buy you, the Cubs got to buy your plane ticket, right. is wherever they at, is where I going. Right. And I'm a good lie, I go hang out with them, do whatever until it's time to go back and play, to play ball. Right. Mm. So what ultimately, we know, obviously, as talented as you was, gifted mm. as you was, the five no hitters, four or five no hitters in a row, the scouts, everybody on top of, you know, this Roboto Smiles, ultimately white is what transpired, what incident, what situation, what event happened that made you say, man, you know, I I I I fall on in the street right now. Like I can't baseball ain't even an option for me right now. No, well, because before we never we never was faced with no tragedy. Right. The closest thing we ever been to any kind of tragedy is when Seaborg got shoot through and through his neck. But I, he survived, right? Yeah. Cool. You know, wow, he survived. So then now that's years before. So years later now. And half season, I came, time to go back to play ball, but I'm hanging out with my brothers here in Atlanta, DeKalb mm-hmm. County area, right? But actually, we was in Augusta, Georgia in a house. Right. Chilling, watching UNLV and, the, and Duke play in the, the, state, the state championship. Right. We got caught up in the game and decided, like, we're going to just leave when the game done and drive 100 miles an hour up I-20. Right. right? Cool. No problem. So... You get a little old 38. We don't have no standing beef. Right. But it's still, you know, we got right. jewelry. You know, so I got 38, so I stick it in my way. So we decide with the parties on Memorial Drive. Right. We don't know exactly where. So we come to an exit, a gas station closer to where. What's crazy is that I was telling somebody the other day, like, I, I don't think people understand that we in Atlanta how we in Atlanta, mm-hmm. not because choice, but uh, you had done already come and plant these mm-hmm. seeds exactly. mm-hmm. for the rest of us who home. Today there's my, parties in Memorial today's Drive. Today's parties okay. on Memorial Drive. Today is like you yeah. have VI picnic and you have mm-hmm. this and that. Back then it was like New York. New York yeah. was the place to go mm-hmm. exactly. when you're leaving the island. But I yeah. uh, used to really come Atlanta, mm-hmm. come Augusta, come in the south and really plant them seeds though we have this huge VI community mm-hmm. that, that that dominate the Atlanta seeds yes. mm-hmm. and like even with that I mean something like where they dubbed us the island boys mm-hmm. 
in the in St. Thomas or St. Croix, you can't really call nobody, you know, ILO, Island boy, you know. Right. Because you're talking about like lesser. Right. Because it is a terminology it, yeah. come from the British Islands, the right. lesser people them. So you can't call a local. But what happened up here is the stateside people them is what do, does the island, island boys. boys. We yeah. never call ourselves the island mm -hmm. boys. Right. They just, you know, saw us as that. Mm -hmm. But then now anyway, back to the story we're talking about. So we pull off at the gas station right next to the phone booth, right? Mm -hmm. Like you could, you know? Right. And music playing. We went in the store and come back out music playing. And I hear pow. Right turn instinctively. I see my I see my brother drop pow. And then I see somebody hand like that and pow, pow, and then turn in the car and start to pow, pow, pow. So I duck my head like under the dashboard. Mm -hmm. All the windows them getting shoot out and thing like that. Eh? Then I realized the front window getting shoot out, right. right? And then now it's like, so I know it's like, it seemed like you ain't here to really kill because you don't move. Right. You don't go to the front window. I don't duck and it's right. like a getaway. So he had right. a pause. When he had the pause, I jump out and I see him running behind the store and I take off just like the movies. Right. Right. You know, pow and he pow and pow, pow, pow. Right. And he got behind the store. Guy, that's a, that's the fastest I ever run in my life. You know why? Mm. I just witnessed you kill my brother. Yeah. Right. Nobody don't survive them that, things. Yeah. Right. So then now he so he going behind the store and he got like a little creek, like a right. little water creek. Right. He run up. And I aim power, hit him and he fall and he, and I going up the, and I swear to God, I know when the police don't come find me, I gonna be eating him because mm. once again I just said just kill, you kill my brother. Right. So anyway, he get up on his knees, right? And I knee and point at me and fire. And at the same time, I running up, I had to flip to avoid the shot. Right. Flip, roll back down in the water. He get up, fire a shot. My shit empty is a five shot, 38. Right. So he run through the bushes and I get a, pro a project back there. So then I come back and go back around by the grocery store to my, I mean, by the gas station, throw the gun in and go back by the car. And my brother and the car and the driver and my partner, the other passenger in the back. He consoling him and my brother telling me to just take his kids. And I like, take your kids while you can see just a graze in the back of your head. Cause he had a gash. But right. why it is happened, the dude come up to hit, but he felt something behind of him. So, so that, what, that's what knocked him down. Right. Mm -hmm. But then now the dude shot him two times with a 45 Close on right. both sides of his spine. Right. But yeah. all the blood stayed internally. So you can't see no bleeding. Right. Yeah. It's just that. Right. And, and that's when the police, I mean, when the, the ambulance and everybody came, and thing like that is, and I just like my partner consoling my brother, take care of my kids and this and that. ain't nothing wrong. I like somebody missing because it was four of us in the car, mm -hmm. right? And it's like somebody missing. When I look up in the car, my cousin in the back seat, like this. Uh, when I go around, he got one, he got a baseball cap, one shot in his head. So the dude, yeah. like when he probably come up from behind the car, his BMW racked up, you know, the windows them real big, and he probably pick up. They one shot in his head. Right. So then now after that day, it's like, you know, it was time to go back to uh, spring training and I couldn't see myself going there. Right. Like going back to play baseball, like not at that time. Because right. like, you know, like I said, we never went through no L, no tragedies before other than, you know, people getting like, you know, stabbed and things like that. Eh? But I time was far that we never, we was never faced with that before, you know. So that way was the slippery slope for me, right. you know. I came back home and thing like that, and 
the cubs find out like you know because when i didn't report right they kind of why he reporting and they did it like what who did we sign so all right. this time you signed to the cubs yeah right yeah in outer nine nine grade Other than angry, yeah. the Cubs sign you yeah. to the to the uh, minors, yeah. to the minor uh, minor league contract. Yeah. So you playing professionally for the club, Cubs at this time when this happened, and and you riding with your brother them, and this hair just happened, and, and you supposed it. to report back, back to spring training. Yeah. After you just watch your brother get shoot up and yeah. you're causing a kill, yeah. right? So I can't focus because mm -hmm. I, I say I couldn't focus, not just solely because of that. I know I couldn't focus is because, like I say. The now money, even when I'm on contract before all of that, the streets had already stole my dreams. Like mm -hmm. I don't sign to a contract, but me really want to be here, you know, mm -hmm. for a lot of different reasons. Because the streets, the glitter, the glamour, the gold, all of that, the fast life. But also, I signed as a pitcher. Right. So I got to wait every five days to pitch. To play. Right. You want to play every Normally, day? Normally, I'd pitch today and play short stop. Every day, every yeah. time we got game, I'm never on the bench. Yeah. Right. So then now, when I'm on the bench for these four days, what do you think I thinking, thinking about? about yeah, what is man dealing with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait for the season to done. Yeah. I want to go back and line. So mm -hmm. in other words, like I saying, like, was I always in the streets? No. It was just in that same time mm -hmm. in ninth grade when I signed professional is when I got introduced to the streets. Mm -hmm. Right. So it was like a struggle. It was mm -hmm. a struggle. And plus at that the time, street and life then, of paying more. And then now looking back hindsight, you know, I could say that now at 52 years old, how can you expect somebody at 16 year, years old to make them kind of decisions when mm -hmm. there was nobody there to tell him or them what you are doing? I just come from doing 20 years for it. Exactly. So in other words, because were, I was the first. Uh, the, we it wasn't the nobody first. before you. Mm -hmm. And and me, seeing this type of money, and, this type of shine, this type of yes. going to the on top of that, going to the like that. Yeah. To exactly. even say, okay, watch it. These are after calls that going. Yeah. That you know going. I mean? Yeah. No. Right. It, it didn't have them things. So like like I say, it was a lot of fuss. Right. Mm. So then now like all of my friends and family that ran the streets eventually succumbed to the streets, whether by death. Or twenty something years yeah. in your ass, right? You know, so then now everybody it just not it's just a generation of people, right? Not just us, but everybody in that generation, in that generation is who. And if you're sober, if you're alive, well, right I'm now, not sure whether you end up on drugs, whether you're so drugs, whether you die. Right now you, you got that experience that you could teach, right? Mm -hmm. You know, right. and that's why I try to do all the time, you know, by way of my experience, you know, right? So show them the youth man them coming up, yeah, and we. And yeah. there's other ways. You yeah, I mean, like, you know, when you find yourself at the crossroad, don't go left, don't go right, just go straight. straight. Yeah, you right. know, I'm, like for me, you know, like, I'm the poster child of what not to be oh, when not you find be. yourself at the crossroad. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, be better than me, mm -hmm. be more brilliant, be, yeah. I don't try to celebrate myself. I see yeah. myself as a, as a disappointment, but I still try to see myself in a positive light of by course. way of everything that I went through, I could share the experience. Exactly. Right. Because there was a lot of people that, invested in me like the yeah. likes of sam daly mm -hmm. the whole of the version yeah, used to come out and watch me play yeah. right. and show these no hitters had me in the hall of fame mm -hmm. right how i gonna go from out of ninth grade right mm -hmm. signing professionally right to a contract to being the first person charged sentenced, and convicted for natural life in the superior court of the Virgin Islands? why right. this happen that's crazy right that disconnect someplace disconnect someplace, disconnect someplace. So, someplace. Right. It was a series of things that happened, but mm -hmm. then now 
for me, I had to figure it out on my own. Yeah, yeah. And because usually when we do these type of interviews, we talk about somebody that, that adult, that yeah. come up, that struggle, yeah. got success. You know, usually sometime in the midst of that journey, they would stumble a little bit, yeah. lose a little bit of it or all of it, and then come back up. Yeah. But that happened so early for you. Yeah. At right. 16, you were tasked with these, these decisions the, that you the, had to make. Like, yes. do I go down the street and narrow where I would become the first person to play professional and be a professional baseball player? But then everybody I know and everything that I know right. is in this space here and this is all I know. And you had nobody to say, you know what? Uh, and then now the killer is, is like, mm -hmm. like I said, we grew up a certain way. Not, like I said, not, not, not extremely poor, mm -hmm. but not rich neither. Yeah. You mm -hmm. know, mother had to work hard. Mm -hmm. And then now, so me and my brothers, meaning the one that I live with, mm -hmm. the four, the four of us, we're the same size. Yeah. Size 10, size same waist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of hand-me-down. Hand-me-down, yeah. So I'm the youngest brother. Yeah. So in other words, like whatever they was into, Mm -hmm. Right. I was in too. Yeah. And like, yeah, uh, they taught me the game of baseball by giving me the time around them. Right. But like, it's like the experiences, mm -hmm. right, around these men mm -hmm. is what kind of wanted me to always be around. Because mm -hmm. it, was, it, was, it was always fun, you know. Yeah. Right. It wasn't you out there beating up people or yeah, nothing yeah, like that. Yeah. It, it, I was venturous. Yeah. So then now when crack cocaine and that kind of thing come into play, like I say, we already done battle tested. We mm -hmm. done battle ready. Yeah. Right. So anything that came along with that feel, right. we like, that ain't, that ain't nothing. Yeah, we, nothing. We were doing it for free anyway. Yeah, exactly. Right. You exactly. know? So now, like, you, you, so now you're in a report to the Cubs. You're back on St. Thomas, Rock City. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the, the street life before, before we transition mm -hmm. your brother I, 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 went, I went back again you know? you went I back went back a, a, your brother Seabold I guess you, he, did he live or yeah he lived yeah. he does uh, paralyzed right no he does one get shoot through so my he, brother Eugene the one in the car uh -huh. right in a pain decap he ended up paralyzed okay okay all right. Okay. now he's still walking his way he's the last one standing okay okay he done right. he been in jail um about 28 years now. Okay. You know, trying, you know, walking and coming out. I got you. I got right. You, I got you. So that's crazy. All three of you do serious time. Yeah. Right. And one of them still fighting to come home right now. I mean, like, take for us, like, for me, right? Um, I was sentenced to natural life. Right. Natural life means forever. Right. It's just by the grace of God and, you know, just right. certain things and, you know, the way my vision that I wanted for myself in the future and things were kind of propelled me and helped me to come out that I was pardoned right. mm -hmm. by Governor Map. Right. Now, Sibo now. Shout out Governor Map. Yes. So Sibo now, right, mm -hmm. he was sentenced to life too right. and something else and, and a drug charge. Right. And it took a ACA Congress right. in order for him to come out of jail. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, like laws had Lars to change. Had to get changed. And, yeah. So then now Eugene is going through the last bit of it and he's in a wheelchair. He went to jail in a wheelchair and still in a wheelchair right now. Right, so, right. You know, so, yeah. So, not reporting, coming home, height of the street life, like, what what, what are we like now? Like, okay, um, Eugene just get paralyzed. Are you home? It's time to regroup. Right. Because we coming again. Right. So, you, Eugene come back home, you know, went through a little therapy and John Bruce Bay and start to feel a little feeling in his leg. And it's time to go back right. in the streets of Atlanta and Augusta again because, right. you know, these things expected and, you know, we ain't falling in a tent. 
Right. Like one monkey don't stop no show. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so like so then now, you know, next thing we came back up and got back in the swing of things. And I did I went to a tryout for the Kansas City Royals. Mm-hmm. Right. And they wanted to sign me. But in between that little span of time, mm-hmm. I done had both. This was like I was about two years mm-hmm. in, right? Yeah. Two years in. Right? I gone do a tryout, but I don't have a lot of arrests on my record, a lot of mm. tall degree assault. Right. So before we go now. to, what happened with the Cubs? So the Cubs decided. Yeah, they, 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 they dropped me. So they find out what was yeah, going because on? because once I didn't report, and they okay, find so out exactly report. what was going on, mm-hmm. the lifestyle, because one time I came back home half season two, mm-hmm. and I get stabbed in the parking lot. Oh, okay. I'm a back. Yeah. So now it's time to go back, and I still got healed. My, yeah. my spleen got healed. Yeah. I went up there and t- gave the Cubs a story. Yeah, man, I was walking through a crowd, you know, the hell is somebody just, then boom, boom, you know, I'm bow. Yeah. Mm. And they ride with it. Yeah. Give me the little extra weeks off to recover, and then I went back to playing ball. Yeah. Right. So then now, when this other thing happened, it's like, oh, so all of that was yeah, some bullshit. bullshit. Too. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So yeah, but then now, when I came back, and then I went with the Kansas City Royal, tried out, they wanted to sign me. But I had about six, seven third degree assaults on my jacket already. Right. So I went back home now to try to get them expunged. Right. And that's when they killed my cousin. So then now the difference what, which is cousin? Quito Enrique Monel. Okay. Right. The difference is with that incident and the one in Atlanta, like I tell you, it was a robbery. Well, I didn't never get to explain the one in Atlanta, what what the dude while he was shooting in the car. Right. You were trying to pull the chain off of my brother's neck. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's just a robbery went bad. And right. then now they do get away, so we never really know who's who responsible. Yeah. A lot of people went, like my cousin Naki went to jail right after the funeral. My brother went to jail as far as like an avengeful quest, right. but not for the pro- the perpetrator himself, but mm-hmm. anybody that tests yeah. going to feel it now. And yeah. right. you know, Naki did 27 years. My brother went to jail for years. He passed away on the run. Mm-hmm. But anyway, now I gone back home now, and this happened with my cousin, mm-hmm. right? And the difference is now I know who are responsible, mm-hmm. right? So all of that did happen eighteen months ago with Eugene when he didn't had a really a good chance to get some extract some revenge. Yeah. Saint Thomas and if whoever right. responsible gonna feel this all this old pain, yeah, right. and all the trauma from the first yeah. incident, yes, leading up roll to this over, one yeah. right? Roll over, and mm-hmm. you know, like I say, when it you know, when the dust settle. I end up with five shots in my back from the police and one man in a truck dead. Mm. And so, I need the street light. Tell me about that night. Well, actually, it wasn't a night. It wasn't a day, right? Or even, even, not even the night, not even this, the, the incident the itself. Situation. Like, what? The, what going on? From, from when your cousin dead, how you even get to that part? I mean, when my cousin dead, things happen. Right. Boom, bam, bam, the natural course of things. Right? And like, you know, I, when I read in the newspaper articles and after going in jail, and I'll be like, yeah, the, the older man was right, you know. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, came a time with her in be- because my cousin died in September. I didn't go to jail until January. Right. But in between that time, we traveling back and forth, still doing our thing. Right. Things happening and things like that in the island over the thing, over the situation with my cousin. But, you know, so, and it kind of, you know, time heal all wound kind yeah. of situation. And then now I passing in Babel Plaza walking one night and I hear some gunshot. I look from up the road and I see a car mm-hmm. that belonged to a certain dude. I have to do with them and it looked like they were firing shot after me. Right. So I don't declare, I said, don't let me see, are you no, no place. place. 
Right. And when I come in the club the night, because normally it was like I came back from Atlanta, but normally when I come back for the weekend, I go all Friday. Right. You know, boom, I didn't go all Friday. Right. So then now it looked like them dudes used to know when you're on or off the island. Right. You check? So I went out Saturday and I sitting down right there in the club and I see a crowd of man come in. Right? And I see a, you know, a familiar face that'll be with them man, you know? Mm-hmm. Everybody responsible. You got the one responsible, one who do it, he don't run off the island to leave all I to have to deal with this thing. Mm-hmm. Right? So I walk up to him, I say, me, tell her, you, I don't want to see her in no, fa- no place. I'm going to shoot you in your face tonight. Mm-hmm. And so then now, I done committed now. Right. Mm-hmm. So as soon as the club done and going across the street underneath the stoplight by Wendy's, they come in a truck and it was, I was trying to shoot like fish in a barrel, mm-hmm. you know, and the man duck. I and mean, as it turned out, it was something so crazy because I had like seven men in a car, mm-hmm. in a truck that come up together, right. but they wasn't together at the beginning. Like right. it was a group of dudes dressed in black. I thought all of them was one, right. but you just beat up. Um, they were from Freedom Hoy right. and things like that, but they were just in the mix in the with mix. that man. But, right. but you know, so it, like, it was like crazy. The dude that got shooting in the head was somebody from St. Croix, right. innocent person. Mm-hmm. He had just come the Friday. Right. But the dude, them who know what going on, they had no to duck. Right. But they never tell, tell these other dudes what oh, going on. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, so, so it's something like that. It happened. So I end up going to jail for somebody that ain't never really not do doing nothing. Yeah. So you, you see them dudes in the club, fire in your eyes. You say what you have to say. Mm. You fire some shot to the back and somebody get hit. Police want to see immediately? Yeah, man, them police, as soon as they hear the shot, them, they run around the can and see me in the road with, with, you know, with my hand on. Mm-hmm. And they just four of them. They just open fire at me, man. They right. fire forty-five times after me. Five wow. of them hit me in my back. Right. So I had to take off running down towards the ghetto. To every time with, with shots in your back, they got, I got hit every time I run because they ain't stopping. Right. And right. Watto let me up in the apartment. Right. In the apartment because he happened to be out. You know, you know, yeah. climbing and thing. Jam just done, and he let me up. So when I got in there, I don't know, some older lady, somebody screaming. I said, man, it's too much noise. At the time, I didn't know who shoot me in my back, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Because if I turn around to see who it was, I get them here. Right. right. So I facing this way, going towards Pueblo. Mm-hmm. The ghettos is this way. Like, mm-hmm. it's like a V. Right. When these behind me, I write on the corner. Right. So as soon as I pick up the shot, them, I'm going to just run. So, right. And I get in shoot. Watto let me in, I got in the back porch, look over the porch. I see the police. I said, what? Okay, well, but I still got to get away because I look like the man trying to kill me. Right. So I take off my white shot, my finger hanging like, fuck, I want to pull off the fuck, but. Okay, you know, they, finger. Like, yeah, like Alice said, like when I run in, mm. the boss away come through here, right? Take off my white sneakers, leave on my sweatpants and jump over on the next porch, go down the catwalk, go in another apartment. Doing this with five shots in your back? Yeah, and then go on the outside it. So I call. I don't throw away the gun I had. Mm-hmm. So like Eugene, my brother in Atlanta, Carl, you know, remember Wise? Yeah. Wise is who let me up in that park. Yeah, wise. Like which, which, which Wise? You got two Wise. Gabby? You got yeah, Gabby. two Wise. You got Wise. The one that live behind a water. The one that live behind a water. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. He's the who, he had been out and let me up when I had scraping for my life. Mm-hmm. Right, and let me up and put a thing. I call my brother. They try and call the ambulance. I like call the ambulance. I want some guns. <laughs> 
I don't know life and thing then get the man done dead already, you know. Yeah, like right. you call no ambulance, I listen, the police them shoot me. Yeah. And I know it's police that I don't had problems with. Mm -hmm. So me liking this right yeah, now. Yeah. Right. You know, so then now what happened is while I did and it wrong, like I had yeah, I got shot in my spine, but it was to the side. Mm -hmm. right. right. So like, you know, after the blood started, the swelling happened and I got limp now, I got paralyzed. So the man called the ambulance for me, take me to the hospital. I got in the emergency room. I hear when they get big commotion outside, gunshot going on because them man, because it turned out, you remember two more man, where I run and the basketball court, they find them same two man who- Yeah, Malik, 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 falling from wrong A youth man, you know, he, right. yeah, he was still like in, like I say, ninth grade. Right. And then Cobra. Right. And then man again, you know, so they now, Automatically, they blaming me for everybody. So mm -hmm. like, I gone in the emergency room. That 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 man had happened to Farong the same the time. The same time we were running. Okay. So in other words, when it does settle in, and in the emergency room, the doctor coming and I tell you, got them man family coming out. Mm -hmm. Like their neighborhood coming because they mm -hmm. get victims. Okay. And my people them coming. Yeah. So it's big thing in the park. Part that I in here, shut up. So the doctor come and say, I telling you, Doctor Abba, I'm telling you right now, I am not going to look for no bullet. I just going to repair what need to repair because you don't kill three people. I like kill three people. I only see one person and knock out the truck. All the time I didn't know about nothing else that mm. happened by the basketball court. Right. right. So I'm like, what? The man who got operate on me, mad with me already. Mad with you already. Right. I, ain't, I ain't got nothing to That's say. About African, right? That's yeah. African. Yeah, so then yeah, now they take me up too. in the cat scan room. The chief, um, chief Hyman come up there. I say, you ain't see the shoot me from the back. He said, well, it's over with now. I said, well, I guess so, it's over with now. So now I know me talking no more. Yeah. All them are paralyzed, you know. Mm -hmm. So they take me up in the operating room. They put one of them gone. Yeah, I say, you get two doctors, Dr. Dr. Abba and the other man. Right. right. And some nurses, they put my hand over. I think they're going to cut it off. Right. Got me asking no more questions. Like, what are they going to do with my finger, you know? So I go and sleep and wake up after surgery. I see a police by the door and lift up. I see, I look my finger. Huh? I'm a, she's still there, man. <laughs> I'm going to pull out. I want to pull it off for real, you know. So right. I give up now and walk to the nurse's station, right, after surgery and thing. A lot of pain. Call my girl at the time, tell her, you know, leave my family know that because I in hospital fighting for my life as far as anybody, you know, in serious security. So then boom, I got back now and lay down. They hit me some Demerol for the pain. Two hours later, smiles wake up. You got Judge Swan, a stenographer, two prosecutor, and two public defender in the in the intensive care room taking my bail away, you know. Yeah. Wow. Because the tata were paralyzed. Right. So they, they will leave you like that, but the minute I get up and walk, mm -hmm. so then now the newspaper article come out the next day that contusions to the spine is what led doctors to believe that he was paralyzed. So once they took my bail day in the hospital room, I never saw the streets again for 25 years. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's right. rough. So, so when you say they take your bail away. Because actually as it turned out, because of Watto apartment, mm -hmm. they need a search warrant to look for a gun that I had. Mm -hmm. So they had to get a search warrant from Judge Miles. Mm -hmm. And as it turned out, Judge Miles become the arresting judge. Mm -hmm. And he, he put me on $250,000 bail mm. with the search warrant. So mm -hmm. when I wake up out of surgery, I get 200, 
and 50 dollar bail. So if I bail myself, I go home. Which was easy at that time, the kind of money I was yeah, making. You know, yeah, it's a right. property, you know. Right. You know, your, your family get them right. kind of them house. And I want it. to say, right, from the perspective of a child, because I remember when this happened. Mm-hmm. I stayed in the same building with Watto, but mm-hmm. I was staying on the other end. Okay. And it just so happened my parents went out to a dinner at government house. And me and my older brother, we just hear shots. So we look out the window like, what happening? We see people running, scattering. Somebody came up on our back porch. It was probably my grandmother who was screaming, telling us, are you get away from the window, get away from the window, right? <laughs> so you could imagine the next day our parents come to pick us up and it was like, so how was your night? <laughs> well, let me tell you how our night went. This is what we see. This is what we hear, you know. And it's crazy to hear you say that because growing up, I talk about that experience, you know. And, you know, we would be like, listen, we from the ghetto. Like, this is what happened, you know, around the ghettos. But I remember that like it was yesterday, you Mm -hmm. know, seeing people running down, um, going over to the basketball court, running down in front of Ramada. Ramada was still there. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And like how we started just now, right? Mm -hmm. It started from like a success story waiting Mm -hmm. to happen, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It sounded like I was bad at any time from nine years old. No. up until no. I'm going to shoot you in your face? Mm-mm. No. So, in other words, I wasn't born bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's circumstances and situations what kind of determines your mm-hmm. destiny. Exactly. Okay, well, I say that to say this, that now when they put me in jail, I mean, not when, when I put myself in jail, when I'm in jail and they deny me bail, they moved me to St. Croix because I'm going to escape. Right. Somebody going to come and bulldoze at the jail <laughs> me. And I, so then right. I'm top, uh, high security. Mm-hmm. But just the other day, we're playing professional baseball. Yeah, yeah. Right. right. And, you're and the then now, you're the, I, the first day of trial, right? Mm-hmm. They got snipers on the courthouse roof. They got DPNI in the water. All the roads and by dam and barrel shut down. But me, I didn't. I don't know how outside look. Because it, you go from the cell to the bullpen to the courtroom. Like right. you don't get to see outside no more. Like how it mm-hmm. was, Pavel Plaza. You, yeah. you got to take a drive now. Mm-hmm. The court is in the jail. So then now I go in the, and I go in the bullpen, right? And like, once again, I ain't talking. I stopped talking from the time the doctor and then people tell me that. So I, I definitely ain't talking to no correction officers or no marshal. Because in my mind, the minute you ask question, you're weak. You're weak. Mm-hmm. And you ain't doing that right now. Too late for that. Mm-hmm. Right? So I go down in the bullpen. They open up box. They do so. Velcro. The new car smell. They got electronic pack called a stun belt with a like electronic thing that go on your back. Right. Seventy five thousand volts of electricity to Jesus. go through you and they get to the marshal. This what I gonna wear. Mm-hmm. Cool. In the mar- in the, in the courtroom, they got six marshals with gun. They bring three chairs mm-hmm. and put it right behind me and my attorneys. I had three officers sitting there. So the thing is, is why you get on the stun belt? Right. The stun belt is in case I do anything. Yeah. But there's nothing in my history that dictates I would do that but yeah. it's just because it's a high profile case mm-hmm. right are you doing it so if you get the stun belt why you need the officers exactly. right if you get the officers why you need the stun belt mm-hmm. it was like an overkill like mm-hmm. in other words they made me pay mm-hmm. for all of them times the snowfall years with my brothers and things yeah. them that we might have done and got away with yeah. because you got to understand it was really us against the police so mm-hmm. because you got to remember when crack cocaine first come to the islands, mm-hmm. the police and the narcotic them is who are at odds with you. So it's like a, 
Yeah. Right. Like a cat and mouse kind of. Yeah. Right. That's your enemy, not really. Yeah. Now, Primary. I, so then now when I find myself in trouble, right. they won, they ain't no him. baseball yeah. talk or nothing yeah. like we that. He's, he's yeah. Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. You know, and out of he mm -hmm. send right. a message, you right. know, like they, like the poster child, you know. Yeah. So then now I was, after I was convicted, 30 minutes later, shut down all the roads and they put me on a National Guard plane, you know, out of there. Right. Wow. To never return again. To right. that same to right. never return. A lot of right. people never really thought that they would see me again. I mean, right. maybe even my friend them, people mm. that, you know, not like the enemies. Right. Me? Man, you give me life. That's how long you give me to try to come out of jail, man. <laughs> right. You sentence me to death. Mm -hmm. Right. With my guy, like, you know, I know once I find myself in prison, I realize real quick that I was better than this situation. Prison yeah. in our way cracked out to be about tough and rough. No, it's a retarded existence. Yeah. Right. It's just like a warehouse with cells in it. What right. are you doing in here? Yeah. And right. you could do so more, so much more out there. Yeah. Right. You know, so it, it just became like a journey for me. Just like how it was a journey for me learning anything else, it became a greater journey for me to try to get out of here. How old you was so, when you went in? 23. Come out when I was 48. 23, you yeah. went in there. Yeah. So from 16 to 23. That's that, yeah. That's pretty much your prime years and of that, your and entire life. Exactly. And I tried to share the message to the kids them is like, okay, that's like five years mm -hmm. living the high life. Mm -hmm. Right. right. Does, like, in other words, you can't put it on a triple beam. Exactly. It do not equate or, or can't add up to mm -hmm. 25 years yes, in jail. Exactly. Right. Exactly. You, you don't can't add that up. Like, you know, it's no comparison. Yeah, so, you don't balance up. Like, you know, you got to know what, you, what you're into now. Yeah, yeah, and you got yeah. to know, like, for, for me and us, like, for the most part, with me and my brothers and things like that, eh, like, when it comes to the streets, we were able to be who we was, go through what we went through, and still come out and be, like, your productive yeah, yeah, like like you you're not really damaged. Right. It's because we was already knowing what we were getting into. Mm -hmm. It right. wasn't no surprise. But a lot of the time for these kids right now, they they're just wa watching TV yeah. and trying a thing, and yeah. then now they get in trouble. Yeah. And I I yeah, sit right. down in prison, right? And I see, especially man from home, they don't probably get eight bodies under the belt. Right. Mm -hmm. But then now when you come to prison. Welcome to the big leagues, you know. Mm -hmm. Right. Everybody done did that. What else do you have to offer? Exactly. Right. And these men don't, they don't have no family support, mm -hmm. nothing. They don't have a girlfriend. It's only the grandmother might send something out of social security. And you got to see them man knocking on police officers' doors who's convicted of crimes. Right. And they got to be, kang, kang, kang. Excuse me, sir. Hmm. Do you think I could borrow three ramming noodles and a summer sausage or some mackerel? until when I get paid from the kitchen. Motherfucker, you don't kill eight people. Mm -hmm. It's a police officer who in there forever, you gonna go on. Like, whip right. out your badness gone. Exactly. Yeah. Where all of it gone. Yeah. Right. Like, in other words, you yourself supposed to be yeah, in here in the yeah. first place. Yeah. So You ain't built for it. Yeah. Let me actually say, I know you see a lot of money. Yes. Right? right. What went through your mind because we don't, we don't get to prison life, but that moment when you get sentenced and they say not, like nobody can get natural life, use, use a force. In the, in, in, the, in, like, right. in, in the local court. In the local court, yes. is what I mean, right? right. What, 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 when you hear that, what was that force emotion, that force reaction? It sounded like you were really angry throughout mm -hmm. the whole vibe. No, I was real quiet because I already know what was going oh, on. Gotcha. So then now when the day of sentencing come, like in other words, okay, well, cool. I gonna fight the case you are up in because the case was so like, 
the bullet, like the the bullet to take out the dude head because they never get no gun from me. Mm. That's the reason I choose to fight the case. Right. They never get no gun from me because I don't throw the gun away. Right. So then now they in a rush to judge. So they take the bullet from me, the dude head, take the seven shell casings and take the police shell casings that they fire 45 times at 45 rounds after me and send it to FBI. And the results come back. Yeah, it matched to the seven shell casings, but it matched up to three of the police. So in other words, I was in a crossfire and somebody come and shoot, was shot at me from the truck first. And right, had right. people had witnessed, I had a driver of the truck to come and So it like, had, and like had a bullet in the meter bag that probably been there months and months ago mm. that the man from Wapa come and say it happened that day yeah. right. Right. for me. But in right. other words, the done was out to get me. Yeah. So like I ain't went up there with no stupid defense. Yeah. Right. I went up there with a good defense, a, a, a good defense but right. it just what it was the times, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. so that's what kind of, you know? Right. So that feeling, that, that when you say natural life, what was that initial feeling? I, like, you know, when I went for, I don't, I, I, it, it, it was a formality. I want to get out of this whole, because, like, because I already, once I get, once you get convicted. Right. Right. right it's natural life automatically. The only reason they had to pour off my sentences is because it was first degree murder and first degree assault. Right. So then now you got to do a pre-sentence report for the assault. Mm -hmm. So they put it off for a month. So then now when I know a month from now come, I know the guidelines say natural, for first degree murder, it's automatic natural life. So this is something they're going to just read after you. Right. And Vaughn had like, you know, like, you know, like I could have tell, he, that was his first time. He right. was the chief judge. He never sentenced no one to natural life as well. Right. And he expressed that in the court. Me and him is cool up to now. I never felt no way about mm -hmm. him being a judge because you just apartheid. The system. The, this, system. this whole thing. This monster. You know, right. like the system might be something negative, but the whole mechanism, use mm -hmm. a judge, use mm -hmm. a prosecutor, yeah. you know, so on and right. so forth, you know, so, but it wasn't no hard feelings. Yeah. But when he sentenced me to natural life, I was just ready to get out of there. Mm -hmm. And then now when they come and want to put me on the plane and I didn't know where I was going. Right. But I was no, I was wanted to get out of this because wherever I going, a Donga man, they doing it already for years. I could do it too. Yeah. Right. So I don't care where I gonna go. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting that your perspective was, they ain't sentenced me to death. They sentenced me. So I have a lifetime to, to figure out, out how to get out of this. It's because for me, I always try to, well, I try to govern myself under the three hours. Remorseful, remorse, mm -hmm. reflection and redemption. Right. So in other words, yeah, I'm sorry for the pain that I've caused to anyone Mm -hmm. unjustified, right? I reflect on what got me there mm -hmm. and how do you redeem yourself? Mm, right. So then now that's why my thing is I always to want to deal with the kids in sports, in the schools and anything, the knuckleheads is because you ain't better than me. You know? mm -hmm. Right. I been with pa, you ain't even want to go. Yeah. Right. Ain't, it's like, ain't like I could do it too. You don't want to go there. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause it's like, like I say, ain't about being rough and tough. You know, it's just a lonely, retarded existence mm. for somebody with potential. Yeah. Being that this is the Caribbean Currency Podcast, and that I know that mm. inside a prison, there's an economy. Can you kind of like just elaborate on us how that prison economy works different from the real world as far as people having money, not having money, um, asking him. I have a cousin in prison right now, and I swear he'd call all of us one by one. Mm -hmm. He gonna walk me for three months. He gonna walk Sony for three months. He gonna walk pressure for three months. Like he gonna walk all yeah. of us. You know what I mean? Yeah. So 
how does that relationship with money works? And and then being too, like not everybody went to prison the way you went to prison. You went to prison flush with cash. Like you, you, you were making money. Some people go to prison, they were broke their whole life and then end up in, outside, you know what I mean? So that transition of having that money where you could do what you want and then being in prison, like how, how that economically worked for you in there? Well, I mean, well, look, you want, what you want to hear, how it's supposed to go, you want to hear the truth. You I want to hear the truth. truth. I mean, you went I mean, jail you with no money. Or you, well, not that you went with any no. money. Ah, the money was taken from me, from right. the same one of them that took a vow, in other words, so you're expendable. Right. So I go to, I, you know, things happen, I go to try with a public defender and things like that. It's like, how it turned to that? Right. Me, the cat. But right. you know, cool, I find myself in this situation, I got to endure. Mm-hmm. So then now when I go in prison, guess what I going to do? When you're in Rome, you got to do as the Romans do. Every girl that come to visit me and you give me a kiss, you ain't giving it to me for free. Right. There's some kind of weed or dope that you're going to have to give me. And then now I could liquidate it in the prison right. and make money. I had to do it right. in my all years. So a lot of the, a lot of, in a lot of instances, like when you see me, like if I have to like really tell the tell, right. people will watch like, how he got pardoned? Right, you know, mm-hmm. he ain't supposed to be here now. Is because the traditional pardons be somebody that's now a devout Christian and mm-hmm. the this and that. I mean, for the most part, the same way I went in, I went out, but just a little more smarter now. Right, but you had you, know, you were in an environment and you had to survive. I had to survive. You had to survive. Other than that, I would have been one of them dudes. Hey, not can I get phone? Exactly. Not me. I done in jail doing natural exactly. life. What you think I gonna do? Exactly. Right. Right. So even in, in jail. So it's like it just became finesse. Exactly. So even in a, in a space like in prison, yeah. you still have to have some kind of financial literacy to understand. Like, listen, I need to survive my hand things. And even in jail, things cost money. Exactly. No, so, no, the cost of living in jail is very expensive. See? So in a sense like that, where you leveraging your companionship, a kiss, wherever it is, yes, for yes. something of so value. Something that when I leave from the visit, I then. could survive. Exactly. Right. I could eat. Exactly. You know? I so remember. Also, go ahead. I remember calling, we are, <laughs> I remember I was calling one of my partner them and you were in the room. I had PlayStation, I had everything. Yeah. I had things me even had, you know what I mean? I used to come on the phone and we used to reason and stuff like that. This was kind of coming towards the end. You already yes, do a lot I was of time. You were in Florida, you were lying, you know, you were like, you know, you're working on sorting things and yeah. the promise of coming home. You were almost like a champ were coming home for us yeah. like that. Yeah. Legend. Listen, man, we need a champ to come home. This iconic figure. People grew up hearing about him, never seen before in their life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, the PlayStation thing that you're talking about is like, seem like, it's like a, I mean, where we was at, well, uh, we was in the feds. All of us was in the feds. Right. They shipped me out to the feds. Right. Back in 2001, they handpicked 12, they took back 92 mm-hmm. of the local prisoners that was in the feds, right. that the Virgin Islands wasn't paying the contract. So right. we kind of got kicked out. Right. They took back 92. Mm-hmm. And they, they handpicked 12 of us, me, Shabazz, the Fountain Valley, mm-hmm. Kano, Ayama, different people. Right. And they deemed us too dangerous and disruptive to bring back right now. And they start a contract at a supermax in Wallandridge, right. up in Appalachian Mountains. They cut a hole out of the mountain and pour a jail. Right. So then now, like, for me, it's like, it like, it, at one time, it went from cool mm-hmm. to what the fuck? Yeah, right. I, I thought it couldn't get no worse. Yeah, right. And that's when I know I coming out, I got to come out there. So the time spent in there was just trying to 
get out of jail because jail ain't getting better. Yeah, right. It's not getting better. Ain't getting better. Easier. No, no ain't getting ain't easier. easier. A lot of the program that you, your customers seeing going and things like that, so you just, you're just under pressure alone. Yeah, right. Know? So then now with the PlayStation thing is, right, they sent us, like, all of us, we end up now in Florida. Mm. It's a CCA. That means it's like a little contract place. Right. And we come from, in the feds, level five, six, seven, penitentiary is 2,000 in population, 3,000 is an open population. Four baseball field, football field, if you could free up. Right. Now they bring us and have us in a, in, just in a cell. Right. All day for 23 hours, we just in a unit, like a warehouse with cells, and leave go out for an hour yeah. and thing. But then now what they want to do is appease you by getting your PlayStation. Getting your PlayStation. That shit gonna get old too. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I, no, 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 no. I just come from doing regular time. So in other words, you putting me back to be a detainee. Mm -hmm. Right. I was a detainee before I got sentenced. I got mm -hmm. sentenced and it's supposed to be easier. Mm -hmm. I don't do 20 something years and it gone back to where I started. I just mm -hmm. lock up in a room again. Yeah. That's what the man going through right now. Right. So everybody in the island that catching the case and thing, ain't no more feds, ain't no more Golden Grove. You going to a warehouse mm. right. with cells. With cells. So it's like, you know, who want, who would who want to do that? that? Right. So you would, somebody on the outside would hear that I had PlayStation and thing in there. And, and think, think like, yeah, man, I yeah, can go man, do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You got play, you're going to get old. Yeah. You're going to get old. Yeah. Where you, you going to get the game? Exactly. Where you going to get the money from? Your grandmother? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's 500 $600 for one of them. I could tell you. How much the game them cost? Mm-hmm. Them man ain't got them kind of money. Money, exactly. When, when did it, when, when did the opportunity or the realization of gang pardon became something that like, okay, this, this could happen. Yeah. No, well, it was like, I, I, I don't throw my hat in the ring. I, three time total. Tumble, mm -hmm. I was just fresh in jail. Right. Yeah, lose like 28 man, like they, they were complaining about him. Yeah. And then the next one was, uh, they had brought us back to Golden Grove. So then now once they brought me, even though they, they had Zion me away, mm -hmm. right, and condemned me, when, once I came back, and they kind of get used to me because it's officers from St. Croix and I from St. Thomas. Right. So they don't know me personally. All they know is what they read in the newspaper. Right. I's a West Passy gang leader. My passy stretches from Parliament, Pacing Garden down to Cowan Terrace. Right. So when the officers in St. Gregory think I was a gang leader, which gang leader will go jail by himself? Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. You know, but right. that's just, you know, propaganda. Right. So when they do finally take the chance and bring me back and they realize this man, all right, man, he like, you know, they start to send me out to the schools and the university to talk to the kids. Right. So that was the momentum. So then now the young guy ready to come out of the office, throw my hat in the ring, everybody like, yeah, you're going to get pardoned. I don't hear this and that. It didn't happen. Right. You know, because he just didn't lose nobody with murder. Right. Mm. That was his, you know, mm -hmm. he done said that from the out and he just lived through it. Right. So then now with MAP, did I know it was going to happen? Not really. No. Right. You know, because like, like I said. Because you hear it so much time before. Not right? only that, MAP is from St. Croix. Yeah. Right. You understand? I'm from St. Thomas. I don't, we don't really know each other. Yeah. So in other words, just been my body at work. Yes. At the time that when I put in my request for clemency mm -hmm. is when you do the, you know, the research yeah. is like, yeah, you know, he, he, he could, could do more, to the he could do outside. more out there than out there in here. Right. It's because now when, when they send me Florida, after they send us back Florida now, after I was in Golden Grove, because they shutting down the place. Now once the, the Florida correctional officers or administration find out 
that either go out to schools and university, they're doing the same thing. Right. Mm. They got me doing this. They're waking me up three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning, because some kid run away from home, some, you know, white kid and thing. I got to sit down and counsel him. They bring us, you know, a group of kids from school. So I was continually doing that all the time. Right. And that's, that, that, ain't, that wasn't no finesse. That, right. I, I was sincere about that. Yeah, exactly. Because got, kids yeah. are kids no matter, to me no matter where they at. And being right. that you went in so young, yes. you could kind of relate like, bro, you yeah. don't want to do this. Eh? Yes. And then the thing is, I would like to do more for my people them home that can relate, yeah. you know, but it, it, wherever I'm at, I yeah. don't try to, you know, try kind. to make a difference. Exactly. So when a call came that, it, you know, map, do the right thing, as I would say. That's what we say. That's you what I mean. Say. I want to hear my family do the right thing. We wish Tom was Me you know about all that other stuff mm-hmm. that man do to help everybody else. That man lose our guy. So yeah. that's the right thing. Yeah. I mean, How do I feel for you? For me, like, what it is that happened to the man, I don't hear, like, a decision is coming out today. Today, today is the day he got to pull the thing out in the paper. Right. They don't get poor go helping me and things like mm-hmm. that. And, you know, Dana and different people mm. so like i i position myself properly but then now is it going to happen right, right. so then now it's like wow then i could remember got them out you got cell phone mm-hmm. uh, cj my sister ex-husband carl like call me boom yeah coming up man but who tell you exactly. like don't worry about nothing i said but nothing. Like, who say yeah, come on. Can't exactly. give me some name the man i in jail so then now next year, the man called me down in a room and they came out on the consortium. Yeah. My name was one of them. So I just went up in my cell and like, just look around. It wasn't like, I was like, yeah. You know, like, yeah. it wasn't no jubilation. Nah, it was just like, it was just like, you know, right. for real. For real. Right. Yeah. And then now I stayed there for a long time. I mean, yeah. they, I didn't come like the next day. It took yeah. me, they took a month to come get me. And yeah. I'm thinking any day now, they gonna come with some puck and change it. <laughs> some kind of skeleton gonna come out or something. Right. They gonna be like, no, 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 we change our mind. So then now it was like, what it is that happened was um, they came and got me December thirty first. Mm-hmm. So then now I flying all day. So I, I January fourth. But the, how they booked the flight? I reaching into Saint Croix mm-hmm. ten o'clock in the night. Yeah, the airport closed. I can't go Saint Thomas. So they saying that you know. I gonna stay in the jail, so can I, you know, have my family or something drop off some clothes so that yeah. they could, you know, yeah. take me see plane. I say, call my cousin Eric, right down by the um, by Miguel, yeah, 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 Castro. I say, call my cousin because they by the airport, cause they, yeah. they the side officers them handing me over to the local yeah. officers yeah. by the airport. I say, call my cousin. They call line up the clothes. We got to Miami. They saying, well, um, what they saying is if you could find somebody to stay with in Saint Croix. We let you out tonight, you know. Call my cousin. I ain't right. got no phone. Right. So the plane land ten o'clock. Look like the man got email. Plan change. The man don't charter a plane, you know. <laughs> Robbie is not staying in the same right? <laughs> 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 <I'm like, laughs> going on here. We got in the airport, tarmac, and thing. Ain't got nobody out there. We reach St. Thomas. It look like the, the pilot do something like with a Bluetooth. Yeah. Turn on the airport runway lights, yeah, like, and I yeah. reach the right, um, New Year's Day, New Year's morning. New sure. Year's morning. Yeah. How year that was? Uh, the guy with my team. 2008. So clemency, you're finally home. A lot of people like me happy, mm-hmm. the whole happy, you know what I mean? Family happy, poor go them happy. Mm-hmm. Everybody who love you happy. What about the victim? You got a chance to like reconcile with their people, them have a conversation, express some apologies or even have I, a conversation no, with them or any. No, no, well, I mean, I, the conversation meeting part mm-hmm. never really happened, but I run into a lot of 
the dude family members, like right. you know, like correction officers that right. that was his family on the Spanish side, and I kind of expressed that that wasn't the plan, you know, right? Because everything I learned about the dude, we were similar, right? Spanish and black, right? Do the same things, you know. More you right. learn, so it wasn't right. that wasn't the plan, you know. So, but when I came out now, mm-hmm. I went to Saint Croix, like you know, I've been reaching out to on the radio right. and like in my speech right. I don't I always I don't like act like stick out my chest like yeah yeah like I do that if it had been the rest of them man I would not care you know right. but like once I ain't gonna me ain't gonna want to get no credit for something like that day yeah, yeah. yeah. you know yeah. no no I, I, it's no I can't glorify that situation exactly. right. not with him you know yeah. right so like I did it throughout the time but with me meeting his family right but say no not really I mean I kind of heard through the grapevines for years, they kind of been, like under the young, they've been propelling for me, like, you know, promoting for me not to come out. Right. And I kind of, do I, would I feel vexed with them? No, yeah. it's because the man gone, he gonna be gone forever yeah. and I responsible for it. Right. But I mean, allow me, like I said, to redeem myself to kind of, all right, okay, well, ask for forgiveness by way of not like me telling you I sorry, give me the opportunity to prove myself worthy of being getting a second chance, you know? Right. And doing the right thing with these children out there. How that adjustment was, you know, coming back out on the road. Like, like I know so much things changed from when you were, it, this probably feel like apocalypse for you coming back so much years later. And it's so different from what it is you were used to when you went in. So I know that had to be a, like a, a crazy transition for you coming out there. You went in and a different time, then you do a bunch of different years in prison in different prisons, and then now you are back to where it started and it looks so different. Actually, no. Just just the characters change. Mm. The game remains the same. Same. Right. Yeah. Nothing really changed. You're just mm. being away from it. Yeah. So yeah. you just slow, you know, getting your feet wet again. But like in St. Thomas, nothing will change. Mm. You right. build up another building over here, yeah. another this. But you know the community and the mentality is still the same. Yeah. You know, and thing like that is. So that's why when I first came out, I wanted to stay there, be there. Yeah. It's because it was like I felt I owe it. Right. To yeah. that community yeah. by by me not excelling. Like right. 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 You know, like right. you know, you know, being like a poor. It had child so much high, high, high hopes hope for you wanted to yeah. give back to them. Yeah. What. Yeah, that dream. Yeah. You know what I mean? That like they had for you, right? Really they, you exactly. were their champion, like that. Yeah, but yeah. you know, coming back to the streets, they weren't like really nothing. I was just like because you gotta understand. So, I I would wake up and go to sleep for years to CNN and Sports Center. Right. So I always in prison in tune with what's really oh, yeah. going on okay. in the world. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so much BET and thing like that. Mm. You no, know, it was like them things. So I always conditioned myself for what's actually going on out there. So when mm. I came out here, it was like. Remember the first time I had Pogo drive me wrong for a couple of days. I like, what kind of fuck I dealing with? Eric, give me the keys, man. I jump in the car, right? In the Jeep, and I drive like I've been driving for years. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just just to get back into it like because right. you, you're so used to it, you know? Yeah. Right. So so what cat do you know? Like like since 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 you know, twenty nineteen and a far away. Yeah, I mean well you know what I, mean? I, I just left the island in July. Right. Moved up here to Atlanta. You know, and a quest as to do this, you know, more the same that I, you know, that I deal with as far as with the sports, with the kids, community you know, trying walk. to community walk, you know. A you fast bar still 93? About 97. 97. They gone up. They gone go down. Oh, they gone 25 years of rest. Yeah. I'm strong enough. Yeah. Yeah, man. And also like up here, that's what I want to do now. And I, it's a good thing you say that because I always figure that 
when it comes to the game of baseball, like a lot of the time you run into older trainers and coaches that could have used to, but they kind of beyond your years that they could only tell you about it right now. I could actually go and demonstrate exactly how it need to go right. as a pitcher, as a shortstop. Mm. So for me as a coach, I could be that person to train you and also to mentor you at the same time. And because some that it's crazy that you said that because you didn't have the mentorship. No. But you had the trainers. Exactly. You had people to teach you how to play baseball, but not teach you how to do life. See, like in other words, I was perfect mm -hmm. on the field. A lot and so is a lot of kids up here. Mm -hmm. But it's when they come out the field and yeah. when they go back into mm -hmm. their neighborhood is mm -hmm. what they're doing. Yeah, they get consumed. You feel like when parents send their kids to you, especially the one them in America, because people home know who you is, but the one them in America, when they do the background and find out your story, did I be reluctant or did I be more like, you know what, you probably need to hear this to kind of stare you in another direction. Yeah, they didn't want to hear it. Right. Because like I say, once I do tell my story, it's that of, like I say, I wasn't born bad. Right. Mm -hmm. It was circumstances and there's a lot of children right now that find themselves at the crossroad mm -hmm. that they don't know what to do. Right. If I had a history of being in boys' home and I always been, I wasn't that guy. Right. I just been, yeah, I game, I right. serious. That's where the God don't fuck around. Mm -hmm. Right. But in other words, I don't. He wasn't looking for. I problems. wasn't leaving the house looking for yeah. no problem. I want girl. I want go make money. I mm -hmm. want go ramp and lime and crack joke. Mm -hmm. Right. But if somebody diss the program, then now you go from zero to one thousand in zero time flat. Yeah. Right. But other than that, it wasn't like a plan, you know. You feel like the Virgin Islands community when you come home are accepting that Rabbi were home. Yeah. Jack were home. Uh -huh. you, they you love what like, they yeah, they welcome they, me back. They, no, no, they welcome me back. But as far as with, they, they love what they like, you know, I, I, I don't, I never had no problem. It seemed like it was like they was receptive to the idea of right. me being out, like and not just being out though, but being out and being on the field. Mm -hmm. Because, like I say, you know, like you ain't just getting out of jail because your time is up. You yeah. don't did your time. No, I was I was granted a favor. Yeah. Right. So how do I repay this repay favor? The favor? Yeah. I right. was let That's out because of my experience and the potential to help out there. Yeah. So I come out there and I, you know, that's what I started to do. Right. You know. No, I I, I consider myself fortunate. Right. When I was young and I was a little boy, you were. I remember just being young and seeing are you and seeing all the jewelry, bugs, Sibu, Alawi, Rabi, Karafi. I, I'll go, I, I, all of us wanted to get sent to the store because you have to pass out. When you get sent to the store by one of you, the change is mine. Yeah, yeah, I got hundred dollars to buy something for five dollars and now 95 dollars is mine. So pick me, pick me. you know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. and then I was like, I was saying off, off camera, Ah, you were young, mm -hmm. but I thought ah, you were like 50 already, like yeah. big grown man, but really ah, you were like 19 and 20 and 21 live, living a life. You know what I mean? So I know your story. I feel it on a personal level. You know, I had a car, you on some random, you know what I mean? You're going yeah. out to the club when you go come look for yeah. me with yeah. a, you know what I mean? With a ramp, with a, you Yeah, know, definitely. It's a lot of big brother type stuff, you know what I mean? Definitely. But for the youth them that don't know you, I, that camera right there, that's the one, right? Mm -hmm. Kyle, that's not your camera. 
That's his camera. <laughs> that camera over there. there is yours. That's this one is mine. The one in the middle. Them you two watching this right here <laughs> now, and no cliche stuff. You know what I mean? Because you don't never talk to me at no cliche level. Yeah. You let us keep it 100 with me. Red man, you're fucking up. You're going yeah. about it wrong. Red man, you okay, I like what you're doing. Mm. Tell them you. Why you that tell us who you close to about this life that they like treading in and they think that is the force to do it. Yeah. That's what they are moving on. You know, we that be, we that hang out, we that see them moving like this is the baddest thing ever. I mean, like, if, if we, if we generally speaking now, is like, it's it's a different group of kids, right? And like, for me, as a, we'll call like a counselor, somebody to try to offer, I, I try to understand why they're acting like this, mm-hmm. why they're so different from us, mm-hmm. right? And I think it got a lot to do with their parents. A lot of them, a lot of them, man, parents would crack heads, eh? Yeah. So like a lot of the time we don't like you know in the island we we learn about ADHD late mm-hmm. you hard head yeah. all the time a lot of them man suffering from mental things yeah mm-hmm. the, the the communication skills suck because they don't know how to communicate the minute you press them is I don't give a fuck I don't care yeah that lets you know that they can't communicate yeah. back yeah and also like for for me like for the kids them it ain't so for me to like really talk. Mm-hmm. To the kids, them I could talk to the ones them that could understand yeah, yeah. and want to receive it. You yeah. know, but there's some that can't, can't grasp it. Yeah. They don't have ADHD. Yeah. They have yeah. LMNOP. Yeah. They have something that you never <laughs> saw in your life before. <laughs> they, 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 they understand right. it. So then now what you got yeah. to do is, mm-hmm. like, you know, I don't hold just the kids them are comfortable yeah, right exactly. now, you know. is the, the parents and the elected leaders because... That's true. Ah, uh, you know now. Mm-hmm. What are uh, you didn't know then? Then, exactly. Ah, uh, you know now, and they, they, let's get tough and crime, and let this and that, that play it out. Yeah. Try to get into the, the the household. Exactly. And find out what's going on. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of them don't have parents. Yeah. You know, like real parents, and mm-hmm. then now you expect greatness out of them. Exactly. When they end up in prison and they end up being a serial, this is like, why? And then you just lock them up and just throw them away, like you know, and then now it's on to the next. Exactly. You know, so but for for me with the with the children them. Don't never give up. Yeah. Don't never, never give up. I don't care whether you're in prison or you find yourself right now in a situation where you ain't got a mother or a father or you're dangling and things like that. As you get older, the man, the opportunities, them going to be right there for you. Mm-hmm. That way you're going to come at a, like at a certain age, Rupa, you can make your own decisions. decisions. Yeah. And you want them to be the right decisions. Yeah. Like, you know, those by way, by knowing right and wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. Because a lot of the time kids do shit Bullshit is because they don't have nobody to care for them. Yeah. And they know they're doing wrong. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, they don't care. It's because there's no love there. Mm-hmm. Right. If somebody's showing them love, then now they'll they'll decide to choose right. Exactly. Because they'll choose wrong for all kind of attention. Yeah, wrong exactly. kind of attention. But they're looking at attention. Exactly. I happy you say that because now people get to see what part I get from, like what I learn from when I dealing with these youth yeah. and the music and I showing yeah. this love and I giving them my time. On the Caribbean Currency podcast, we like to ask a question: What's your currency? Right? Some people currency is money. Some people currency is respect. Some people currency is love. Some people have different types of currencies that are moved throughout the world with, mm. and it ain't always a dollar or a coin or a nickel. Mm. I want to know why. I know what my currency is. You know yeah. what I mean? It was I the most important. Know, it was the most important. My vibration. Like, mm. in other words, like when I, like, 
when I engage people, mm -hmm. like, you know, I'd have tried to give you my best joke, right. my best advice. Mm -hmm. Even if I, if, even if I got to cost you, I could try to be as nice and diplomatic as mm -hmm. I can. So you could understand, like, you know, it's my whole vibration ain't about like no literal money and thing like that. It's right. just for people to want to be around you. Mm -hmm. Like people come around me, they don't be, no me want to be around that dude. I'm a comedian. Mm -hmm. I'm a scholar. I'm a mm -hmm. genius in disguise. I only yeah. look like this. Right. Like, you know, like you'll be like, yeah, man, this dude, this dude cool. It's because I want to use like my energy to like, you know, to inspire others to like want to just help other people. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. You know, mm -hmm. just half of my stories and mm -hmm. me telling you why it is I don't do. And you of the same age or old enough, you could do the same thing yeah. too. Right. You know, you find one, you know, like for, for the kids, them that looks up to you for whatever reason, might not be your family member or anything. They look up for you for whatever reason that they like in, in you, mm -hmm. you got to be there for that one. Exactly. Exactly. So right. vibrate, your vibration will be. Hello. Yeah, my that, energy right. and thing like that. Yeah, that's yeah, why, yeah. That's, that's, that's my money. I like that. <laughs> that's my money. Yeah, I like that. For you, I uh -huh. just want to know what game you was playing on the PlayStation. Um, <laughs> um, Fortnite. Fortnite. No, no, no. Fortnite. No, um, thing man. Oh, oh. I know you're talking about. Um, and we so oh, we don't even play games like that. I tell you, you know, you've right. been, you've been so much. You said it's a PlayStation um, since nineteen, since two thousand eighteen. Um, no man with all the different. You got all the different thing, them man. The, the stages, right? The stages. Everybody, um, everybody's a character. Everybody running around. Yeah. That um, is. I forget I, the I name of the guy. I went for Knox. I don't play sports, okay? Yeah. I, I, went, I, I went for Knox for basic training. I mean, never train. Go back. I had to play baseball. That's what I do. I had to play baseball and I want pitch. Mm. I'm the pitcher. I don't care that, like, I create my player to play in as a pitcher. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, so but, you say that that's that fastball about 97? Yeah, man. I, 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 I can't throw the ball slow. My, uh, my arm don't allow it to really, like, come out. Mm. So. <laughs> you at least remember what, what PlayStation it was? Because I know today, like, we have an old PlayStation 3, oh, right? You, you tell me so this, if oh, I tell my kids, five, like... PlayStation 5. Oh, you had a PlayStation yeah, yeah, 5? Yeah, yeah, yeah like, if I have. tell my kids, like, listen, I, we, I have, you we have this game, old so. Nintendo. They're like, what? Where you get that from? Exactly. Exactly. You know, at the Nintendo, you want to go, I'll take you one back. Call of Duty war zone. That's what that's you what, That's why Call of Duty. Uh, yeah. What about the Atari? Atari, Atari. okay. <laughs> I never felt too young. When Uncle Lem had them Atari. I edit that part out before I didn't know what game it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was all of that, yeah. Call of Duty. But your PlayStation 5 is what you was asking me. Right. Not the game itself, but... Yeah. Not, not the, the cartridge, but the game. Yeah, the game. PlayStation 5. Yeah. 4 and 5. We had... We went from three to four to five. Mm. The problem, the white day is now seven. Mm. The man get in jail now. Because <laughs> once you could afford it, they're going to let you get to pacify you. So being that you got released, you got pardoned and stuff. You had, you made, you made connections where you were in the, mm. right? You still are keeping in touch with some of them man that in the, you just still make sure that man good. Yes. Put some money on the books, that type of thing. Yes. The man that called me like, you know, I would try to, the, the, the greatest thing is to be able to go to that wild phone. Mm -hmm and be able to, re like, you know, it, it's a process. Like, you know, you got to go through the PIN code and mm -hmm. the posting number and the ring, 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 and they don't answer. Answer, yeah. And being able to answer the phone, because yeah. a lot of time when I was in there, uh -huh. you're calling these so-called partner, yozon and things like that, you probably ask them for a little $50 or something yeah. to point your book. Yeah, I'm going to do it Friday, and you know how much Fridays you calling them, and they charm, yeah. and they docking you, yeah. and you're just calling. Yeah. You know, like, things like that. So just being able to 
answer the phone oh, yeah. to somebody in prison because yeah. mm -hmm. you just you just vibe with them. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You, you tell them because they want to hear what's going on they with want you. They you. Because that's, in one of these days, that's going to be their journey yeah. and the transition back. Yeah. Out. Yeah, so they just want to just talk, just yeah. conversation. Yeah. You know, that's right. what they, that's what they're looking for for the most. So you don't make it your business to so make sure you could yeah. at least be there for them and just to get yeah. them in that conversation. Yeah, you know what I mean, I I just grateful that you were able to persevere and make it back out on these streets with us. For real, I need you with you one time. We had a conversation. Mm -hmm. uh, we spoke at that event for the police department. Yeah, done by Griffin doing Park. stuff like that with you is like me playing with Michael Jordan. Yeah. You know what I mean? I get to go with my big homie and um just have the similar like I went down my strangers my stranger roads as well. Yeah. But to be able to just do it with you and have you in the flesh, even to just say, hey, watch are you going club tonight, you know what you saying you're gonna pop up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Them type of stuff. I just grateful that you able to um make it through all the tribulation with a head on your shoulders and continue to lead. I don't think you were leading us. You know, you didn't know you were leading us. Mm -hmm. You didn't know you were setting an example. You were just living our life, mm -hmm. yeah. and we were watching. But to see you go through that, some of us follow you. You know, all of us who followed, who I went on the road to come back out and then turn it around. Yeah. And, and they still our big homie. Exactly. That was big homie when you were doing this. Is he's our big homie when he's doing no. this. Exactly. And he out on the road and he positive. And we positive. Yeah, we positive. You know what I mean? So like full circle from you. And one thing I would like to say to like the youth them who are there dangling the edge right now, like they would listen to this and think I could do it too because I hear like speaking so eloquently, like my mm -hmm. time was like easy and it 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 was by by gift because mm -hmm. when I when they shipped me out on the National Guard plane, they tell me I was going to Marion, Illinois. Mm -hmm. That's the supermax for the federal prison. Right. Um, that's where part John Gatti had passed away at. Right. right. And so, well, I was like, cool. I didn't care because they had me in Guayanabo. But in St. Thomas and St. Croix, I had already been on a supermax status. Right. Locking my cell every day. Right. So, you know, when you're telling me, I learned to do time in the hole. Right. So then now, when you ship me away now and you put me in a population, it's like, it's easier. But the, the, the thing is, is who I was, who received me. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of homeboys, Shabazz, the Fountain Valley, them, Ola, them, Abba, a lot of homeboys from the Virgin Islands because normally, and like with different dudes from the States, you gotta show your paperwork. Mm -hmm. If your paperwork ain't with you as soon as, your property come, they want to see your paperwork. They don't care where it is to make sure you're not an infarmer. Right. I didn't have to go through that. Right. It's because all my homeboy, them know exactly what was going on with me. Right. So then now when I come to Atlanta, they drop me in Atlanta Penitentiary and tell me I stay in here mm -hmm. and wake up the morning. This is who I meet. Right. So they welcome me one time. Right. So it's because they done been in the newspaper, they know what's going on with me. They know my whole life. They what kind of heard about me growing up you right. know so it was like it was an easy transition right for me but it might not, might not be an easy transition for, for the you. next man exactly. right you know right exactly right. exactly are we gonna are we gonna die we... yo listen this was legendary yes i am so great listen guys are fun yes right. because i grew up hearing about rabbits yeah. and i mean and as a kid it sound like a superhero type of vibe. Not like we glorifying violence, yeah, yeah. Right. but it's just like, yo, this happened for real? Right. And he from where I from? Yeah. Wow. Right. So 
we I never was fortunate to meet you as yeah. a kid. God, they ship you off so fast. Mm -hmm. right. But to bring this back full circle now, I know we we as adults and we out here engaging in the community and and doing community work. A lot of community give backs and outreach. And to have you here, man, honestly, bro, is a is a real pleasure. Anna, yes. Anna, like real talk. I was I had to remember at certain points like. You're doing a part that you're interviewing somebody. Because I hear it, no, my mouth don't be like, <laughs> right. I hear this. <laughs> right. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, but, and like, you know, like, I guess I could do a little editing or whatever. But mm. like, you know, like, I was the, like, you know, start one way and then you don't forget certain things. Right. Like, you know, my journey in prison wasn't easy. Yeah. Right. As soon as they sent me here in Atlanta, Atlanta Penitentiary, USP, I got the end of November. February, they had a lockdown in the jail. Find somebody there downstairs at a gymnasium in the locker room. Mm -hmm. So they lock down the jail. Week later, they open it up. I in the gym playing basketball. That's when I know I in jail long. Them Yankee dude is like, hey, youngster, I want them from them man call me youngster to old school, you know? Like mm -hmm. 10 a.m. Hey, youngster, they packing your property, dog. I like, fuck the game, man. They like, they say like, man, no, you got till the four o'clock conk. You mm -hmm. know, like, you know, you could, Normally, them dudes gonna smuggle things, and you know, once the police packing your property, you're going to the hole. Right. You know, you know, if they're doing it themselves, you done gone. Right. So I like, fuck it, I gone. Gone out of the code, gone up in the lieutenant office. Are uh, you looking for me? What's your name? Roberto Smile. Turn around. Them had me in a hole for years, and I'm out of investigation, you know, for that, you know. Yeah. So Somebody from home. Right. That they say, like, you know, you're supposed to go back, and because I didn't know. Why it is like how I get wrapped up in it, like right. that, you know. But when the story get kind of right, told right. from the islands, when they hear about it, that's how it look like. I end up is who who could be responsible? Mm -hmm. He's supposed to go back and over and my brother them, so I sacrificed myself to do it, right, to wow. save them, man. Right, I did two years in the hole and they sent me on a so closer supervision transfer to Terry Hut, mm -hmm. and then that they went, you know, I had nothing to do with that. You know, right. that was, that's part of part of the things that might have to go through mm -hmm. just reaching jail. Right. Most people could not go crazy and have yeah. to sustain it. Uh, yeah. You know, mm -hmm. but like I said, I done kind of been but already. Yeah, for yeah. the key to G train yeah. to go. Yeah. You know? right. So like yeah. when anything happened, no matter how dramatic or hard, it's like, okay, we'll just get tougher. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. these are the things you're gonna face in life, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But like I said, man, it was really a pleasure having yeah. you, you know? And this interview from the beginning to the end was mm. really impactful. I'm pretty sure if we could save one kid listening yes, to this, uh, right. we, we did, you know what I mean, God's work. You mm. know what I mean? So, um, shout out Sony production team. Right. Red, oh, you man. heard it here first. Caribbean podcast. <laughs> Caribbean yeah. currency podcast. Yeah, yeah I heard it here of. first. <laughs> Caribbean currency podcast. Roberto, Rabbi Smiles, Kyle, get your credit fixed. Redman Gang Light Entertainment. We are. We're going to talk to you next week. Rap. <laughs>